Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Matt Baxendale. All right, Bax, the huge month of recruiting has kicked off for the Buckeyes. We'll get to all of that in a minute. Let's start with a quick overview of the Buckeyes' 2022 class so far. They have 12 commits, ranked number two in the country in the 24-7 sports composite. Georgia's a little bit ahead of them. Georgia's number one right now. LSU is third so far. The Buckeyes' class is headlined by four five-star prospects, of course, quarterback Quinn Ewers, corner Jaheim Singletary, linebacker C.J. Hicks, and wide receiver Caleb Burton. They also have Gabe Powers, who is knocking on the door to be a five-star from right here in the Columbus area in Marysville, the linebacker, very, very high four-star. Bax, your thoughts on this 2022 class for the Buckeyes so far? Well, first of all, I think everybody needs to take every early ranking with the necessary grain of salt because everybody can be excited about a recruiting class early in the cycle, right? Uh, you never know how it's going to change. Remember last year, everybody was like, oh, Alabama's ranked 50th. <laughs> and then they finished the number one class in the country, right? So, like, I'm not surprised Georgia's doing well. I'm certainly not surprised Ohio State's doing well. But I think what you take away early is, is that Ohio State only has 12 kids and four of them are five stars and another one's right on the cusp. It tells you they're recruiting at an extraordinary level. And honestly, like the guy I want to talk about, and I know everybody's been talking about him, but if you watch the video that came out from some of the camps this past weekend, it's Quinn Hewers. Like he's got the hair of an 80s pro wrestler. He's got the sidearm throwing motion of Pat Mahomes. Like he seriously, he looks like Magnum TA from 80s wrestling. Look it up, people. Magnum Quinn Hewers. Like it's like, this is incredible to watch him throw though. He throws the ball sidearm. Like most of us throw a baseball overarm. The throws he makes casually sidearm, like he's like, ah, bleep it. I'm going to throw it, right? Look, they're the type of like whip and accuracy and spin on throws that you see like other quarterbacks having to like set up and get in rhythm and have perfect arm angles to throw. He's incredible, right? Like this guy reminds me of seeing Matthew Stafford in high school. Where you're like, yeah, that guy's the number one pick in a couple of years. Quinn Hewers is the number one pick in a couple of years. He's like, he's like Trevor Lawrence. He's the number one pick in a couple of years. As long as he stays healthy, he's the guy. So that's the biggest takeaway of all this is, is that it's a really good recruiting class already. And Ohio State surely to add to it. But they have a player at the top of this recruiting class who is literally the best player in the country. And after watching a couple of these just casual sidearm laser beams, I, am, I don't care who we have in Columbus. The moment he arrives on campus, yours has to be the front runner to start. Just looking at that arm strength. There will be no more than one year on the bench for him. There is no question about it. And honestly, like you can talk about how this class is going to get better. And it is. And Ohio State's certainly in the running to end up with the number one class in the country by the end of the day. But all this comes back to Quinn Ewers and his 100 perfect rating. And I, after seeing some more of that video, I don't see any reason why anybody could think otherwise. He's a specimen. Yeah, and you sent me the pick. He does look spot on with Magnum TA. And, and as I said, looks like business in the front, Heisman in the back for Quinn Ewers. And I feel like we don't talk enough about him. I mean, he's got the, the cool haircut. 
he's the best recruit Ohio State's ever landed per the rankings. As you said, he has a perfect ranking, literally, at the most important position in football. And I feel like we haven't talked about him enough. Keep going, my friend. <laughs> You're right. It's like a given. We're like, yeah, that dude's that dude's pretty awesome. I don't got much more. Like, like, I don't know what you can say about him. Like, we could talk for hours about the different things this guy does incredibly. Like, you can go watch the, the viral videos of him throwing 80-yard bombs. But, like, just the casual, almost, like, like lack of a care where he just snaps off these sidearm rockets that virtually nobody else can throw at, like, perfect form and rhythm just totally caught my eye. And then you hear the stories about how he is as, like, a competitor and a leader. He's the alpha of every group he's a part of. And all you can do is just sit here and go, wow. We're sitting on a team right now that has a top 50 kid in C.J. Stroud about to start, a top 30 kid in Kyle McCord behind him who we're all impressed as heck with, and Quinn Ewers appears to just be on another stratosphere. Uh, and the other thing is, is what's the number one recruiting tool for a recruiting class? The quarterback, right? Everybody wants to go somewhere where they can get to the league and win, right? Getting to the league is certainly a big factor for a lot of these guys. Winning is do I have the quarterback to win with, right? And if you're looking at Ohio State this year or the year after, it's going to be one of these one of these situations where everybody goes, well, they have Quinn Ewers. So, you know, Magnum Quinn Ewers and his, his, his Heisman Trophy haircut are going to be pretty much the story of college football. Like, I hope he doesn't do something silly like buzz his hair. Like, keep it up, young man. I applaud you, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, Dave, this is a – even a program that's as good as Ohio State, it's a program-changing recruit because he's that good, right? He's a kid who is going to be the number one pick. And there's only a couple of kids I can ever remember seeing like this in high school. And I said them already. It's Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, and now it's Quinn Ewers. He's that good. They only have one offensive lineman so far in the class. I, they won at least four from what I've been told. Any concern level there with the O-line? Not particularly. Like, Look, it's a little more difficult to evaluate offensive linemen in a year where we had sort of fractured games. You haven't had the chance to see these kids in camp. And that's one of the discussions with the number one lineman in Ohio that everybody's looking at right now here. Finally got an Ohio State offer a little later in the process. And let's face it, literally yesterday was the day kids were allowed back on campus, right? We saw the pictures of, of C.J. Hicks and, and Gabe Powers, and they're all, they're all getting their pictures without Washington. That would have happened six months ago in a normal schedule or longer, right? So I'm not that concerned right now. And again, what did I just say about Quinn Ewers? Hey, you want to block for the guy who wins the Heisman? Like, it's, it's going to sell itself. And by the way, like Ohio State's offensive line already has a ton of great young talent on campus. They're going to be perfectly fine in terms of offensive line recruiting. If anything, this is going to be the class that Ryan Day lands that sort of shuts people up about the defensive recruiting, right? We saw that last year. We started finally seeing some elite-level defensive players coming in. You're going to see more of them coming in this year. and. I think that's going to be really the story of the class other than the fact that, oh, by the way, it has Quinn Ewers in it. I love what they're doing this weekend with bringing guys in. Like they're, They've got a bunch of uncommitted recruits coming in on officials and unofficials, but they've got a lot of committed recruits also taking official visits to help them recruit. I mean, I think it's brilliant. Uh, what do you expect this weekend? And just what are your thoughts of how they put this together? Well, this is a Jim Trestle playbook move. If you remember, at the end of every season, he would bring in all the committed guys for their, quote, official visit right after the Michigan game. This is before the Big Ten championship game came into play, right? And Trestle would bring in all of his committed guys and then a couple key uncommitted guys, right? And then Trestle's big play was, look, all you guys, work on player A and B, right? 
And let's face it, in this era that is still defined by LeBron James's decision to go to Miami in a different sport over 10 years ago, these kids recruit each other, right? This is, gonna, this is part of what we talk about with NIL, right? The high school kids who play together, even though they go to different schools, are going to keep recruiting each other, right? It's like I said, every level of every sport right now, the kids are doing as much recruiting as the coaches are. And let's face it, you get all these elite-level Ohio State kids together. You get five five-star kids, if you include powers in the mix, saying, hey, come play with us. That's a powerful draw, right? And this Ohio State's first crack at a lot of these guys. You can do officials in the summer. I'm not saying you're going to have like four more kids commit this weekend, but it's going to be a significant, significant step forward because here's the other thing. How much of a power move is it to say, we haven't been able to have kids on campus in a year and a half, and you're here the first weekend. That's how much we care about you. You're making a big sales pitch, and it's a big commitment for those kids to come to Ohio State versus other places that are trying to sell them on the same thing. So it's a big weekend. Zero questions about it. And I think really we're in a spot right now where, you know, Ohio State is doing everything smart about this class. I think that you really – remember when we got Urban Meyer, one of the things we said, Dave, was, you know, you're never going to really worry about recruiting. I feel like that with Ryan Day. I really do. Like, like you can nitpick the first class or two didn't have great defensive recruits, but they've still had some great players come out of them. And now you just look at it and you go, yeah, this class is going to be stacked. Like, that's the end of the line story to it and I, I think the way they're setting this up is really smart and i think you're going to only see more success from it really i think the big question is going to be a kid like uh, jtt who's coming to campus this summer as part of like a last minute splash set of visits right that's a much bigger question to me than the 2022 kids who are going to be recruiting each other through visits like this yeah let's get into that good segue my friend jtt official visit so two weeks from this weekend, this weekend's the first one as we're talking about. They're going to have another big weekend next week. It's not going to be as big as this week. This is the, the biggest. Then JTT, the final remaining chip in the 2021 class. He will be eligible this fall. It's, it's funny. We're talking about all these 2022 kids. Almost forget that JTT will be playing college football this fall. He's making Terrell Pryor look like Terrell committed early in the process at this point. But you know what? I don't know what to think about this. I, you know, if I had to guess, I, I think he's going to go somewhere else. I don't know where it's going to be, but I know he likes Ohio State. I know Ohio State has a very good chance, and I love these coming here for an official visit. Kind of, what's your vibe on JTT? Well, like everybody else, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not sure what to think right now, right? If you listen to Brandon Huffman out west, though, he still says Ohio State's his pick, even though it's a one on the crystal ball, though. So I don't know if this is just it's been kind of in a vacuum for so long that we're all kind of casting our own personal aspersions on his recruiting or what. Uh, and I think we all look at it and go, Oh God, Alabama gets the last visit. Oh God. Oh God. But the flip side of this is, is that, you know, he's coming to Ohio state. He's going to be tired for his Oregon visit. Cause he's coming out here like right before he goes over there. And I think Ohio state's going to roll out a massive red carpet for him. And the truth of the matter is, you know, the, the two places that make sense for a kid as good as him for D-line um, recruiting over the years have been Ohio State and Alabama. So I, I think Ohio State has a shot on this. I think a lot of people are just assuming, oh, God, we've lost them already. And I don't think that's the case at all. He may well come out here and go, you know, I really like it. This place is fantastic, right? Like, there is that element. This is why kids go to campus, right? They, they can love everything about a school, and then they get there and go, ugh, right? Whereas they could get to Ohio State and be like, well, I don't know. We'll see about it. It's cool that they win a lot of games. 
yeah, Larry Johnson's a great coach. And then he may get here, maybe a sunny weekend. He may walk around Columbus and say, wow, this is a really cool urban campus. It's, it's, it's different than like a UW where it's sort of in like a downtown, but not really sort of vibe to it. And maybe Columbus is, a, is, is, a, is sort of what he's looking for, you know, with the lack of rural aspect. Maybe he's a city kid, right? You don't know. You just don't know, right? And he doesn't know until he gets on campus, right? So, you know, you could say, I've heard, here's the other th- thing about this too, Dave. It's not like we're hearing one school is the school that is the school to beat for JTT, right? It's not, everybody's going, oh God, it's Bama. Or everybody's going, well, Oregon's really sold him well. Or everybody's going, well, USC, you know? Or, oh, he wants to stay at home. That's not it at all. I think the kid genuinely is going to say, I'm visiting every single school, just like we saw with Emeka Buka, right? We didn't have the last visit there either. And then I'm going to go home and make my business decision. And a week later, I'm flying to where I start summer classes, right? That's kind of how I see this playing out. And at the end of the day, we don't know when he has to go through his process. I'm not ruling Ohio State out. Ohio State has a one in five chance, maybe even better, because I really don't think he's going to go to Washington. I think he's just showing him the hometown respect. So maybe a one in four chance, right? But until he gets through that process, we can't say what his, his really decision or his lean is. So I'm kind of in wait and see mode with JTT. I think these first two weekends are going to be a lot of fun to see all these kids on campus, right? And then after that, that'll be the weekend that everybody kind of bites their nails. And then we got another week of Oregon and Alabama visits and a lot of, you know, magic Oracle BS that'll be coming out of the back end before the guy just shows up on campus. Like, I don't even know if he's going to have a signing ceremony. He may just get on an airplane and then roll, which would be the funniest and coolest thing ever for the record. Last thing on the show here, moving away from recruiting. Interesting news from Ohio State yesterday. Season tickets are on sale right now. Single game tickets will go on sale here in a couple months. And with all that, Athletic Director Gene Smith said, quote, my hope is we will have a full Ohio Stadium this fall, full capacity, end quote. It does feel like everything is pointing toward that full capacity at the horseshoe. I love this, Bax. Buckeye tickets are on sale right now. Everything is pointing to full capacity at the shoe. Yeah, and let's not confuse people. They're on sale for season tickets. If you want to make a big donation, get tickets to every game. It's not, you know, you can go get tickets for the Michigan game or something, right? It's a little different story. Um, so here's the truth of this whole thing. Penn State announced yesterday that they're going to have full capacity and a state has been way more restrictive towards the COVID stuff than in Ohio. Ohio, so has, Ohio has no mask mandates. They just announced Guns N' Roses is going to the Schottenstein Center in September, right? Like, we're going to be at full cap. Like everybody's like trying to dance around it. And so they don't just make something that they're, that could come back on them or that they seem like they're not caring about COVID. But at the end of the day, the reality is this is going to be a full stadium. We're going to have full concerts this summer. We're going to be getting life back to normal very quickly here. And Ohio state is just, they're just saying it in conservative terms. It's going to be a full stadium. All right. Barring some horrible pandemic redux of, bird flu, Ebola, whatever you name it, we're going to go to full stadiums. That's where this is going right now. And I think Ohio State's going to just kind of let that take its time to percolate after it sells a bunch of season tickets. And that's when we're going to get a real answer as to what's going on here. So expect a full stadium, long and short story of it. Great stuff from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday. It is the bucket. Thank you very much to Bax. Thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.